Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. Mike, uh, this week we've got a couple of things that uh, we want to gloss over when it comes to uh, U.S.-China relations. And then our big picture uh, item that we're going to talk about, uh, much like last week's uh, options discussion, we're going to talk about capturing the carry in a market. So uh, let's start with the Chinese-U.S. relations um, there's supposed to be some sort of an announcement this week made by uh, the president or his uh, or his group talking about what we're going to do as far as a punishment or a tariff or sanction on the Chinese based on uh, a couple of things: um, a the coronavirus and b the uh, treatment of Hong Kong. So let's uh, let's hear what you've got to say on those things. Yeah. So right now uh, it's going to be extremely hard to guess what Trump is actually going to be doing with either terror sanctions, what may they be? If I could guess what he was going to do, I'd be a millionaire. Um, <laughs> but as of right now, what the main focus is, is the autonomy issue of Hong Kong. We have right now trade structures in place with Hong Kong because they are a separate, uh, separate eco- uh, economy than China. They have their own ideals, their free market, we have all this stuff, and we have our deal in place with Hong Kong as long as they hold a certain degree of autonomy from China. What China's doing with this security uh, law that they're trying to pass may conflict with that autonomy that we originally had the deal for. So we're more so worried about what's going on with trade, how is this going to interact with everything we've been trying to do uh, with the uh, IP issues with China and everything is that going to bleed over into Hong Kong now because China is looking to take a t- tighter controls over Hong Kong. And that's going to be the biggest issue we see going forward here. Okay. Now, um, as we uh, as we move forward, I mean, we've seen this uh, this type of situation before. We've uh, we just kind of got mired into a, a situation where we were selling uh, 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 torpedoes to Taiwan. That's another one that China has uh, a a an interesting relationship on. Is is this something that uh, you really feel whether or not uh, this could this be tearing up uh, the phase one trade deal? Is that, uh, is that where we're at? Or do you think we, there's some semblance of hope to maintain that, but still have a separate uh, uh, sanction that goes in on, on, uh, against China? I don't think that Trump will come in here and rip up phase one. I think if that is going to happen, it's going to be from the Chinese side. Uh, he spent a lot of time talking up this phase one, how great it was going to be and everything. I highly doubt that he then turns around and says, you know what, China's not meeting up to it. I, I, I've, from just past experience of what he's done, I feel like the tariff sanction route is probably the way he's going to go uh, with it. Hey, as long as you guys aren't fulfilling your phase one requirements, we're going to ratchet up uh, tariffs a little bit uh, and just well, and that is jointly uh, – affected from this Hong Kong issue. So I think those two are going to play in effect, but I highly doubt that that would be Trump's side ripping up this phase one deal. 
Okay. Now let's shift gears. Let's start talking uh, back uh, onto this uh, this idea about uh, about marketing uh, and uh, the tools that uh, uh, we have that we can help uh, customers with. As as far as uh, last week, we talked about uh, options and how to trade uh, different types of options, the different types of strategies there were. And uh, this week, let's talk about seasonal spreads and let's talk about the idea of capturing the carry in a market. Uh, uh, let's look specifically at the corn market and let's uh, let's hear what you have to say there, Mike. Yeah. So when we're talking about capturing the carry, we're talking about what you're buying your bin for. You're for you to get paid to hold this grain for an extra period of time. Obviously, last year there wasn't much carry in the market. There wasn't much to take. Uh, take advantage of there. We had most of the year, we were worried about what the quality of this crop was going to be. We were worried about uh, if there was even going to be a crop and that was showed by the lack of carry in the market. Well, this year we have a bit of a different picture. Now we're worried that we're just going to have way too much grain. We're looking at a just under 3.4 billion bushel carry out right now. And a lot of people in the trade are talking that might even be too optimistic. Uh, a lot of people are talking in the trade 3.5 to 4 billion bushel carryout. So what does that mean for the carry structure? Well, that means that you're going to have a lot of people saying, hey, I don't want to take all this grain right now. I'm going to pay you basically to hold this until a certain date. So it's got to be something you're looking at here when you're putting together your marketing plan. Say we get December up to 350, 360 maybe uh, this summer, and you go ahead and pull the trigger on some of that on the December contract. Well, come October, uh, when we're getting into harvest and we see this typically widen, widen out, you're looking for that carry to be added to the market, you can go ahead and say, roll that to the July of next year. So, so basically, for- as, as the, as the uh, ending stocks build, we're looking at the cost to, uh, to store that all the way out to, say, July of next year to increase. Is that, is that where we're getting at here? That is correct. So you'd be looking for, besides, say, 10 cent difference between the December and the July, potentially a 40 cent difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can take that 350, 360 sale that you had made earlier on the year and roll it out to a July and tack on that 40 cents to your sale and make yourself that much more profitable by using the bin for what it's supposed to be used for. Uh, for trade side of things, if you're just looking to do this on the board, you can look at trading that spread, and that's going to be the December for this year. It's going to be the December 20, November 21, uh, sorry, July 21 uh, spread. And what you'd be doing here is you'd be selling the December while simultaneously buying the July of next year. So say you sell this spread at 10 under. Well, you'd be holding it, looking for it to widen out to that 40 under, doing the same thing as you would with a bin, except you're doing it on the board looking for that spread to widen out and then take profit at 40 under. So you'd be taking about 30 cents of profit on it. Okay. So now looking at the, at this, uh, uh, December, uh, July spread right now, it's sitting at about 25 cents. Is that typically where it's, uh, where it is at this time of the year? Uh, does it, uh, does it get narrower as we, uh, as we go into, uh, into the heat of the summer and then widen back out as we start to get a better feel for how big the crop is. How's that, uh, how's that relationship play out? 
Yeah, so typically we are about at uh, the average point for this spread at, the, at this time frame. Uh, but during the middle to late June, it typically narrows in closer to that uh, 15 to 10 under area. So at that time, that's that's probably where you'd want to be looking at some kind of shorts, uh, looking for this to widen back out into that August to October time frame. Now, do we ever see uh, the the DS uh, uh, go premium to that uh, that deferred July contract, and, and what does that mean if it does? We have, and since 2006, the only time we saw that happen was DS of 2012 and the July of 2013. Uh, so that happened when we were short on crop, when the carry was taken on the market. You had the drought, you had people worried about what was going on. But looking since 06, that's the only year that it has gone premium. In fact, it went premium 26 cents uh, during the month of uh, during the month of July and 27 cents during the month of August. Mm-hmm. So very atypical for that August time frame to be making that uh, new high. But okay. again, it was an atypical year uh, with it trading at a premium. Yeah. And, and as we as we talk about the higher ending stocks, that doesn't seem to be an issue. Even if we were to see some uh, some dryness issues or some weather premium built into this market, uh, we wouldn't necessarily see it go to a uh, to a premium uh over july uh we may see it narrow in like you're talking about to that uh what eight ten fourteen cent range uh correct mm-hmm. yeah and then as as we get a better handle on on this crop uh that's when it widens back out possibly to you know back to this twenty five or even uh as wide as uh, as forty or fifty mm-hmm yeah okay. and it, uh, forty to fifty uh it's not often we do see that. The last time we saw it was in uh, 2008, that widened out to 44 under. Uh, but again, this is another year that seemingly is going to be coming in here as your as another outlier year where you have. Now, well, and let me let me dive in real quick on this. Now, if you were to do this, you were you wanted to try and capture the carry on the on the board, mm-hmm. and how do you play that to go along with your your marketing strategy for hedging uh, your crop. How do you how do you do that in tandem? So what you could do uh, is really want to do this if you're making the sale and you can't ha- you don't have a bin on site to take advantage of this widening out. So you make the sale and then you use this to capture a wider carry out into July. Uh, so what you'd be looking for is making the sale. And then selling the spread, looking forward to widen out and taking advantage of that spread. Okay, so you're talking about the uh, the physical crop. You're you're selling you're selling the physical bushels, uh, capturing the carry uh, of, or you're talking about what's going into the bin in, on your on your farm, or you're paying for storage at that point. Correct. You're not I'm, talking about physical physical cash bushels. I'm talking about you sell your cash bushels and then you use this spread on the board because you don't have a bin on site. So besides paying commercial uh, storage, which is going to gut you, you you just sell it and then you uh, sell the spread as well, looking for that to widen out. Right. And then anything that you're not willing to sell uh, ahead of time as far as cash goes, you can still have your December or your March uh, uh, puts or or futures uh, positions on 
uh, to cover the uh, the the downside uh, to that uh, market, so that the you're not just playing a a, a spread, you're actually still covering uh, unsold bushels too. Correct. Correct. Perfect. Correct. Okay. What uh, what other uh, other uh, ways can uh, uh, can we look at these uh, at these spreads, and what do what do they tell us uh, seasonally as we uh, as we move forward here? Yeah. So some things that uh, we've talked before is obviously if we have a shorter short crop uh, you'll see this spread narrow in or even trade a premium if they need the crop right now uh, but typically you also have time frames like the summer where you're not sure about what's going to be coming out of the ground at the end of the year so these tend to narrow in because there's so much uncertainty and as you get closer to harvest and closer to knowing what you actually are going to be able to produce that's when they typically widen back out so it's it's generally around those time frames of uncertainty and knowing uh, that you see the most movement uh, in these spreads trying to figure okay. out whether or not the commercials are going to pay you to hold it or if the commercials want it right now okay now if uh, if this was working uh, uh, in your favor would you uh, would you consider um, maybe uh, legging out of uh, positions or maybe even rolling that December position uh, the December uh, leg to say March or even May uh, if it's uh, if it's working in your favor would that would that be an option for you as well you could do that but then it gets a little bit more tricky uh, you get a little bit more risk on the table especially when you're legging out of position uh, you put a lot more risk in place so I typically would like to enter and exit a spread as a spread because uh, mm -hmm. it just it keeps it less risky you keep it on the points that you know where you're at what you're doing and you don't get caught up because and you see this more so in the livestock sector when you leg out or you try rolling out one position it can move quickly but before you're able to jump into that second leg uh, so it just keeps it more clean cut if you keep the spread as a spread throughout the life of it. I gotcha. Okay. Well, good stuff. Anything you want to add to this before we, uh, before we wrap it up for the week? Nope. Just keep on uh, watching those headlines, seeing what we have out of the Hong Kong, China, U S relations going forward. Well, good. All right. So if you have any questions about uh, uh, capturing the carry or last week's uh, options uh, strategy or options uh, uh, podcast, give uh, give us a call. My number is 815-578-6165. You guys can reach me at 815-578-6177. Today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McPride signing off. You guys have a great one.